0: Memory, a Kansas State Historical Society podcast featuring glimpses of Kansas history from documents in the Library and Archives collections. William J. Todd owned a large cattle ranch south of Maple Hill in Wabunsee County, as well as large land holdings in New Mexico. He was prominent in state agricultural affairs, serving both on the Kansas Board of Regents and as president of the Kansas Board of Agriculture. Mr. Todd, a proud Scotsman, frequently hired Scots and Irishmen to come work his hands on his farm. His wealth and success also led him to have ties with prominent families on the eastern seaboard. His son, James Todd, had attended Princeton Preparatory School in New Jersey and while there formed a friendship with John B. Fine, the founder and headmaster of the school. Mr. Fine had a son, Harry, who had graduated from the preparatory school at the age of 15. His father felt he was too young to begin college immediately, so he made arrangements for Harry to journey west from Princeton, New Jersey, to Maple Hill, Kansas, to work for a year as a ranch hand on the Todd Farm. Before he left, Harry promised his mother and father that he would write every week with an account of his adventures. His parents saved his letters home dated between October 30th, 1915 and June 25th, 1916. In his early letters, he sought to reassure his parents that everything was fine.
1: Saturday night, October 30th, 1915. I have just been downtown and gotten some ink and a few other things, so now I have a chance to write to you. I will try to tell you as much as I can in this letter, but it will take many a one and more than that to tell you everything. I am living in a boarding house. It is a long, low building, and for the most part only one story. The room I am in is on the very bottom and has four windows in it. The walls are all wood, but they are neatly painted and is kept immaculately clean. The beds are very comfortable and there's loads of covering, so I really do not believe that I will have to use my blankets, but I still have got them here if necessary. I have two roommates. One is a young Scotch boy who has been exceedingly nice to me, and the other is an Irish fellow who is also very pleasant and congenial. Most of the men here were born and brought up in Scotland and a great many of them are difficult to understand. Kansas is a prohibition state and it is absolutely impossible to get liquor anywhere around here. Then, since the hours are so long, the men are tired out at night and after a game of dominoes or cribbage they go to bed. Wednesday night they had a little dance without any girls. Thursday night four of us had a game of dominoes. Friday night, everybody talked and went to bed. Tonight there is another little dance, and the rest of them have gone to town to buy the weekly supply of tobacco, etc. In fact, you could not ask for a better set of associates of this class. Sunday, October 31st, 1915. My dear mama, the food here is very good. Of course, it is very simple, and there is plenty of everything. For breakfast, we always have a cereal, cooked, bacon or ham, potatoes, coffee, tea, and milk, and bread and butter. They give you all the milk that you can drink, and the butter and bread are splendid. The main meal comes in the middle of the day. For that, we have a soup, a meat, a couple vegetables, and a dessert, coffee, tea, and milk. For supper, we have bacon or ham, potatoes, milk, buttermilk, tea, or coffee, and fruit or preserves, such as prunes, stewed apples, etc. The table is covered with oil cloth and always very nice and clean. The food is very good and I eat tremendously. November 7th, 1915 Dear Papa, If you have never been out here, you would have difficulty in picturing the place. It is a continual roll of hills covered with prairie grass with here and there a house or a group of houses. Occasionally you will come to a very high hill, almost a mountain. Sunrises and sunsets are very beautiful when you're out on the prairie. The brown grass gives a very beautiful effect.
0: Because of the family connection between the Fines and the Todds, Mr. and Mrs. Todd would occasionally invite Harry to the main ranch house to dine with them. This was fine with Harry at first, but such special attention, both from his employers and from his own anxious parents, soon made him feel uncomfortable in front of the other ranch hands.
1: November 19, 1915. My dear Mama. This will be a very short note tonight, for I am very tired. I want to ask you if you do not think you and Papa ought to send the Todd some candy or something like that for Thanksgiving. Both families have been unusually nice to me, and I feel a little cheap in not having made any return. A present from you would be much better than from me, because you must remember I am a working man. The other fellows might think it a little queer. December 1st, 1915. My dear Mama, I do not want you to send me out a box at Christmas. There would be no pleasure gotten out of it. In the first place at night is the only chance you give for such things, and then you are too tired to eat anything but your supper. There are no facilities to eat stuff with here anyway, and to borrow from the kitchen and then to wash them would take more than all the pleasure away. Of course, I do appreciate very much your thinking of it, but really, Mama, I do not want it. It would be better if you gave your gift to Papa and let him put it in the bank under my account. There is no use for money here, and there is nothing to buy out here anyway as a present. This is a rather remarkable letter, I know, but it is the teeth of the matter. Candy, I think, would be appreciated, but let three pounds be the limit. I do not want to make a show before the men. I am your loving son, Harry. December 26th, 1915. Dear Papa, I'm getting along with the men all right so far, and I do not believe there will be any trouble in the future. Last night I was forced into attending a party at the Elder Todd's. It was a select affair, as you would expect, and I and the bookkeeper were the only two to go from the ranch. The men took it all right as far as that is concerned, but I believe that is the first time they realized I was of the so-called aristocracy. However, if I remain here for a short time, I think that all social disparities will again be forgotten.
0: Harry's first job on the Todd Ranch was killing gophers, but he was given increasing responsibilities as his horsemanship improved, moving on to rounding up cattle and feeding and tending the pigs. As he worked longer and harder hours, Harry's letters began to show his growing maturity and confidence.
1: December 5th, 1915. My Dear Mama. My letters have not proved very satisfactory during the week, I know. But after you have been working hard all day, it seems impossible to concentrate your thoughts on letter writing. Papa in his last letter asked me for my height and weight. I have just measured my height as accurately as I could and think very accurately. I found it to be a trifle over 5.7 in my stocking feet. When I was down in Atlantic City, I was just 5.6. When I left home, I weighed 137 pounds stripped. I have not been able to weigh myself since I have been here, but from the tightness of my clothes and the size of my arms, I should judge that I put on six or eight pounds. I eat enough to put on 50. My arms are a different-looking pair from those I left with, and my stomach is much harder. My grip is much harder. But outside of those, I do not think any part of me has taken a great jump. I have finally become a fair rider. I seem to be able to write all the day now and without tiring.
0: In a letter to some Princeton friends, Harry jokingly bragged about what a man he was becoming.
1: December 5th, 1915. Dear Whitson, Laddie, Fetter, etc. When you become a working man, you will learn that erudition and urbanity are things of no consequence. In fact, I would admonish you to give up the narrow field of book learning and the bigoted conventionalities of society. Be a working man. Earn your bread by the sweat of your brow. Leave the dance hall, the tennis court, the ball field, the amusement place, and all other so-called pleasures, and rise from a bed of straw at 4.30 in the morning to eat a breakfast of bacon and fried potatoes, and then to ceaseless and seemingly unremitting labor. Let a stove, a bucket of water, and a newspaper be your luxuries, instead of such things that resulted in the disruption and ruin of many a nation. Let your thoughts be merely that of work and your daily bread instead of those shameful and degrading ones that prevail through the civilized world in fact civilized only in the works of the devil then you may justly turn yourself as a good honest hard-working soul and a viral man I am as ever your friend Harry P.S. so that not knowing my address you might excuse yourself from writing I have written it in full below I'm quite sure I will receive it before it goes to the dead letter office Mr. Harry Boom, Fine Esquire, Todd Ranch, Maple Hill, Waubonsee County, Kansas United States, North America, Western Hemisphere, the world.
0: As the spring of 1916 approached, Harry and his father discussed whether Harry should stay on the Todd Ranch or even see if Harry could get hired on at the Matador Ranch in Texas, where William Todd had connections. Ultimately, Harry and his family decided he should return to Princeton and to school. By May, Harry's thoughts were turning to school roommate concerns and the comforts of home.
1: May 9th, 1916. My dear mama, For the last three days, the weather has been very warm. Just now at 7 o'clock, the thermometer registers 84 degrees. During mealtimes, sweat, or maybe better said, perspiration, literally runs down your face. I will undoubtedly lose considerably in weight during the next two months, but it will probably be for the better. I have surely become a great deal stronger since I have been here. Yesterday, I carried 300 pounds for 100 feet on my back with no trouble at all. I will certainly be glad to get home and have some good eating again. I've been here now close on to seven months, and the breakfast has always been oatmeal, bacon, fried potatoes, coffee, and bread and butter. Now during the good laying season, we will occasionally have a few eggs. June 25th, 1916. My dear mama, If all goes well, I will be home on the morning of July 3rd. I've ordered a ticket. The first crop of alfalfa is just about in, There being a shortage of hands, I had several good days' work in the field. They say that this crop is really going to be the heaviest one ever raised in the country out here. The weight is wonderful. I am your loving son, Harry.
0: Harry Fine returned home where he graduated from Princeton University. While still a student at Princeton, he enlisted in the Army during World War I and was commissioned a second lieutenant in the infantry, where he served as a student Army training corps instructor at Manhattan College in New York City. After his father's death, Harry assumed the headmastership of the Princeton Preparatory School until it closed in 1936. He received his Master of Arts degree from Columbia University in 1940 and accepted a position teaching at St. Mark's Preparatory School near Boston, where he remained on the faculty until his death on November 10, 1959. He was remembered as both a fine and devoted scholar and a kind and generous person of whom it may be truly said that he loved his fellow man. This has been a Kansas Memory, a Kansas Historical Society podcast. The documents used in this podcast are from Kansas Memory, a virtual repository of primary sources from our collections. The URL for this website is www.kansasmemory.org.